guys and gals, welcome to the Oxford Holy Club, a place where we ready ourselves to give an answer for the hope that's in us. We will also try to answer your questions, random questions from the interwebs, and have some fun too. So put some seatbelts on your ears because we're in for a wild ride. Well, hey, ladies and gentlemen, it's your host, Beard Man. And the Bald Eagle. Wait, I don't have to do that. I forgot. It's been a while since we've recorded. I forgot that the computer does it now. It's been a few moons. It's been a few moons. Many a moon, Lucas. How are you today? I'm doing just fine. Had a busy couple days. Uh, Part of my job uh, at school as VP is calling in the... uh, the well, supply title, teachers. Title drop. And, <laughs> boom. Boom. Uh, yeah, nothing more prestigious than <laughs> vice principal at a small school. Isn't there? Uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, back to the thing. Uh, yeah, so we had four teachers calling sick. Uh, three of them were in elementary, which are harder to cover, and that's about half of our te- of our teachers in the elementary. So that was real tricky to cover, and that meant that uh, old Mr. Candy was teaching grade one on Monday. Wow. Are they harder to cover because nobody wants to do elementary? No, it's it's just because like you basically need a full-on supply to do that. Whereas if you're in a pinch in the middle high school, you can get teachers to cover each other on their prep. Hey. Um, so... Uh, that, so that's a little bit easier. Like, like okay, on your prep, you're covering, and it's it's not fun, but it's doable. Whereas elementary teachers, you know, we work them like dogs, so they don't hardly get any breaks. Um, so anyway, sorry, one second, I got a kid yes! brushing their teeth. Yes, <laughs> two inches from my face. <laughs> uh, She's smiling. Hey. What a smile! Hi, Esther. <laughs> Yeah, she is second. Oh, you know what? It's Wait. because I brushed her teeth, but then I gave her that heel of bread because she was whining, and now she needs to brush her teeth again because her mother has taught her better dental hygiene than I uh, have personally. So, hey, Esther, can you hit the road? I'm pretty sure now. Can have I, we had all know. three? Uh, we haven't had Ruth yet. Okay, okay. I think okay, we. So, so this is Esther's second appearance. Wow. And if she knows what's good for her last appearance, uh, and uh, it's and just funny because Ruth- for those that listened to the last episode, this is like an almost a repeat of what happened. <laughs> And, and we're we're running a, we're running a little later than we normally do, which is fine. There's a few things that we were both dealing with, but then just as we kind of got going, listeners, um, two of Lucas's kids just kind of showed up, saying, yep. "What were they saying? Strength in numbers?" Because they came down holding hands, like, "Oh no he way!" Can't get mad at he can't get mad at both of us. Uh, okay, so they're two. They had two problems. Wait, uh, wait, they, wait. Did mm-hmm. I'm just curious because I have this picture uh, in my mind now of what it might be like around you know bedtime snack whatever you guys call it there. Is mm-hmm. it is it a case where like a kid comes to you and and like hands cupped up and goes please sir I want some more I want some more. Well, see, it's funny because I mean I grew up with a bedtime snack, but the reason I had a bedtime snack was because my parent we ate at four thirty. That's when we ate supper. Ooh, so by early. like eight thirty nine o'clock, yeah, you're getting peckish. Uh, the way our life runs is we don't get home to like six o'clock usually. And then we don't get eaten until like six thirty, quarter to seven and bedtime is like seven. So they basically finish eating or telling me they're not hungry and yeah. having that whole back and forth. Uh-huh. And then the second I'm like, Hey, bedtime. They're like, well, what about, what, what about <laughs> bedtime snack? What about bed lunch? I'm like, bed it's lunch. not a human right. Like, no, you, you ate 10 minutes ago. But they just want the bed lunch. Anyway, so they these two sad sacks come, you know, slumping down the stairs looking for handouts. And when they jet lit, they literally, I bought them a big pizza because Melissa's away. And they <laughs> ate it all, leaving leaving like no leftovers for, for old pops here for tomorrow. Uh, that's I think that's one of the hardest parts of kids kids growing up is no good leftovers. Oh, yeah. Um, I just oh, need yeah. to buy more food, I guess. But when you're cheap and you want good leftovers... It was a good run while it lasted, but anyhow, I guess a I guess a twenty dollar pizza combo is only going to do one meal these days. Uh, and they also they were complaining they had too much energy. So uh, he's checking his watch. I guess I'm boring him with my story, but too no. much energy. So um, the last time they told me that, I just had Gideon run up and down the stairs ten times, and that's what I did. And then they ran circles, and, well, and they not be only tired. not only that, your kids came down hungry. And you ah claiming hunger. I I won't succeed. Uh, actually hungry. Okay. Well, I mean, I, I've got to be pretty hungry to to take the heel of bread 
You know, like for me, I, I would much rather go find something different, take the time to do it. But if I'm really in a pinch and I'm really hungry and I need to eat now, then that, mm -hmm. that heel of bread looks real appetizing. And from my vantage point, you know, from here. Yeah, we're not devouring that bread. I'm just saying, though, they took it without any complaint. I didn't hear a single complaint. I heard, well, com I heard complaint I've about. Them well. Now, I heard complaint about running up and down the stairs 10 times, and, and he, he kind of meandered over to the door where you were about to send him. And, yep. and uh, I understand that he dropped the heel while running. I was concerned that he was running while trying to eat bread because <laughs> daddy's got a podcast. I've got to chew and run. <laughs> no, it's... Uh, and what kind of well, bread was it? It's like, it's from Costco. It's like a European, like 12 grade. It's like a fancy. So it's, it's like super, super dense, super dry. And, and this poor yeah. kid's oh, running yeah. laps, trying to breathe, yeah. sucking back trying to breathe. bread. Wow. Working back carbs. No, um, it, yeah, no, it's just like one of those tactics my kids use sometimes. And they know that I have kind of a, like, they can't pull that stuff on me as easy as, you know, some members of the parenting unit. Um because I'm just too like harsh, and I'm like, listen, if you're not hungry for your hill of bread, you're not that hungry. That's just the way it is. Like, no, I'm not going to give you like gray poupon mustard to put on it or whatever. Like, you're going to eat whatever, whatever is within my reach is what I offer them first. And if they, <laughs> they can either take it or leave it. <laughs> not now. To be fair, not for their main meal. Like we feed them like good nutritious meals. But if it's like coming begging just to stay out of bed, then no, you're not going to get anything fancy. And also. Most of the time, not not the oldest one, but the younger two, like they'll they'll turn up their noses at whatever's for supper, and I'm like, oh, if you think you're getting anything crumb one out of me of something different, you're completely mistaken. You know what, Lucas? I think my favorite part of this is the snapshot that we get into just the day to day. You know, like we're this is a podcast for for real people with real issues, and and you know, real life is happening, and I just. I love that generally now the first almost 10 minutes of our podcast is watching you deal with feeding your children and getting them in bed. It's me giving my children just above like legal bare minimum of like life sustenance. Uh, I think uh, the health, um, oh, the food grains are, mm, you know, that there's, oh boy, I'm coming off real dumb here. Uh <sighs> Hippie, hippie bread? I feed them hippie bread. No, 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 no. Like the recommendation for what you're, you know, you're supposed to, you were supposed to have so many grains, so many dairy, yeah. all that. What is that called again? Oh, the Canada Food Guide. Thank you. The Canada, oh, the Canada Food Guide. Yeah. You should get one. I feel like your kids are missing <laughs> out on a few things. Well, they switched it. It's basically all fruits and vegetables now. They're like, meat, that's out. Uh, uh, carbs, you better believe that's out. You Fruit, vegetables, that's it. Don't, listen, I thought we were done. Don't Maybe carbs, beans. Don't carbs turn to sugar? So like, Yeah, that's why you're not supposed to eat them. So like bread, a yeah. lot, lot of carbs Bread's basically there, just sugar. Which you just gave to your kids who had too much yep. energy. So yep. you are running them up and down stairs, feeding them sugar, saying, slow down, yep. kids, slow down. Mm-hmm. Huh. Yeah, I'm just, uh, I'm part of the problem. You are, there it is. Yeah, you're part of the problem. And I need to learn what, what is it called again? The Canada Food Guide. <laughs> oh, my it's soul. been around since you were like a kid. I know, Probably I can longer. picture it, was, it. It's kind of pyramid, well, it used to be pyramid shaped, now it's a circle. Oh no, I cannot get behind that. There's a certain roundness to it. Oh, uh, yeah, no, it's just yeah. circular reasoning. I'll pass. <laughs> Uh, Essentially, it's eat lots of beans and veggies now. All right. Well, besides your children's bed routines and all that, how are things? And uh, things are great. I'm getting geared up for a uh, for a trip here uh, this coming Monday. Uh, so probably by the time people listen to this, I will be... Wait, does this drop tomorrow or next week? No, this drops next Wednesday, so you'll already have been there. I'll be in Brazil. Wow. Yeah. So I'm getting ready for that trip. Um Packing my bags, getting stuff ready, trying to figure out what I should wear for Brazil, which is complicated. Um, and so I was meeting with my boss, who's, who did it last year, and uh, and uh, he's like, oh, yeah, I think we have some Brazilian money to send with you. And he, so he goes into this envelope that they have in one of the filing cabinets, then he pulls out this, <laughs> this envelope that I can see clearly has one bill in it, and he pulls it out. It just says 50. I said, <laughs> just oh. like 10 cents. Like, how much money is this? And we did the calculation. Uh, it's like... $18. So I was like, thanks. So first lunch is covered. Uh, but no, they're sending with other stuff too. 
Man, that's really cool. Uh, whether you, I'm not, I think you know this already, but my, uh, my stepmom, my dad's wife is actually from Brazil. I did not know that actually. Really? So I, I thought she was from Egypt, but maybe that was a different one. Well, we're not going to, that's, that's a different <laughs> conversation for another time. Okay. So, okay. Fair I, enough. I, I will say this though. Um, can you bring me back some cologne? Do you want some cologne? So, uh, Nuziani, that's my my stepmom. Shout out, Nuziani, if you're listening. Um, she uh, she brought me back cologne from the last time she went to visit her to visit her family, and I just mm-hmm. ran out. So, and it's, I assume it's like quite good that you're looking for me to get some more. Well, it's you know it's foreign cologne, it, like that makes it special. I really liked it. when I was when I went to Cuba. I would get cologne every time we would go, and then try oh, to really? ration it for the course of the year to make sure I always had enough. <laughs> Um, that's funny. Anyway, so maybe, uh, so keep, so Brazil, you're going to Brazil, man. Are you nervous? How are you feeling about it? No, I, if people have been asking me about if I'm excited, but it's one of those things that I can't get excited about something if I have other stuff going on and I always have stuff going on. Like you heard about my Monday, uh, the grade one of it all. The grade uh, one of it all. So I've just been like really busy. So uh, coming like this weekend, it'll probably dawn on me like when I'm done working, um, It'll be like, oh my word! Like I, I, I've had on my to do list is make a to do list for Brazil, and I haven't done it yet. I'm probably going to do it after our podcast here mm-hmm. of t- stuff to pack and stuff to do. Like, uh, call Visa and tell them, hey, if there's a charge from Brazil, <laughs> it's not stolen. Please don't lock down my credit card yeah, while I'm down there. Don't freak uh, out. Yeah. So that that sort of stuff, you know. And my my only real worries, I'm not worried because I've heard like the people are amazing, the food is spectacular, like. They told me like, yeah, you got like a pretty sweet gig. Like this is one of the easier places to go in the world. The time zone is in the same time zone as us. So it's like, it's not like, cause my, you know, my, my, my boss there flies to Asia all the time. And that's like, that's like bananas. Like, cause you, you're basically like 12 hours ahead or 12 hours behind or something. So it's, Ugh. it's you, there's like recovery built into the return. Whereas for me, it shouldn't be too bad, but I'm just, I'm excited. The only thing I'm nervous about is just, I'm not uh, like a practice traveler. Like I don't go, I'm not afraid of playing. Like I'm not nervous about flying or even about getting around that much. It's more just the case of like, I don't know what I don't know. So I'm afraid I'll get on the plane and wish I'd, you know, forget something or, or whatever. But, but the good thing is I'm going with our school's consultant who travels like pretty much constantly. So he's like a super pro at it. So, um, in fact, I was told that because I'm traveling with him, I get to get into some like fancy traveler lounges. Uh, like the, the rabble rousers don't get into, so I'm excited for that. See how the other half lives. You make sure you grab an apple from that bowl of free apples. Oh man, I'm gonna fill my suitcase. That is just a rumor. I don't know if that exists. I've never seen it sitting <laughs> in my uh, economy class. I won't be allowed to talk about it once I go there. I'll be sworn to secrecy. Oh man, you're gonna go to Brazil and come back a different person. <laughs> uh, Dude, there's yeah, a lot I- happening for you. That's really exciting, Lucas. Yeah, I'm 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 really looking forward to it. So I think it'll be uh, be a kind of a cool experience. And the idea is that I would go back like recurringly if it goes well. So right, you know, no pressure. But uh, I think it'll be a lot of fun. And I've been told like I talked to the Brazilian kids and I said like what's uh, like what's something I should look forward to? And they're like, oh, the like our food down there is amazing. Like your food is fine in Canada, but our food, our barbecue, is like the meats that you will eat are going to be amazing. Are you, right, so I'm looking forward to that. Are you prepping on your Portuguese? Portuguese? Uh, no, I didn't even think about that. Uh, well, I should have. <laughs> I'll add it to my to-do list. Uh, may, um, Donde esta el baño? No. That's Spanish, that's Spanish for Spanish. where's the bathroom. That's Spanish. <laughs> uh, perhaps you should download quickly a translator app. Uh, I think Google's translator now, you can do it offline. Um, yeah, so I, that is something I will have to do. Also, the fact that uh, um, one thing that's kind of cool is cell phones are so cheap there that basically as soon as you get there, uh, I was told, like, I'm based. You're buying a burner phone. Kid, another kid just came downstairs. Another kid just came downstairs. Which one is it? I have too much energy. It's oh. one of the too much energy kids. Hold on. Oh, we have Esther. Uh uh, Esther's face looks like she's just eating a lot of bread and that sugar is just <laughs> hitting hard. <laughs> okay, uh, don't play with my cords. And uh, Esther. Uh, he's speaking with his daughter now. And so he's got wireless headphones in. So he, as he's moving, we're moving with him. Uh, and so it's, it's, it's us and him in this parenting moment. 
Oh, what what was a smile has now turned to tears. Uh, it's worse the than poor than father who won't let them stay up all night. Uh, which is weird. Like they normally go to bed at this time. I don't know why they think this is like uh, an exception. Like they're already in bed like an hour up and like an hour after they should be. Well, it's, and it's a school night and yada yada yada. Well, so. it's it's because you're trying to do something. Yeah, I would guess so. Right. So anyway, but uh, but yeah. Anyway, back to Brazil. That'll be fun. Uh, looking forward to it. Uh, I don't fly very much, so. I'm even looking forward to the layovers. Like I'm looking forward to making myself a little nest and like playing video games and yeah, like boy. not having to feed kids heels of bread. Like st- the the simple things. <laughs> I mean, you could. You you could be that guy in the airport. <laughs> like the, like ducks. Just, <laughs> just a bag of loose bread. I wonder. <laughs> I, I, wonder, I wonder how long you would last. And so, well, tell me some of the airports you're going to. I'm assuming you're flying to Toronto first. Yeah, Pearson, then Dulles out of Washington, and then uh, whatever the Sao Paulo airport is, and then uh, we're flying to a little place called uh, Maringue. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. so, well, see what happens. I'm interested to see how long you would last in an airport. My goodness, they started a church in the Toronto airport, right? Uh, I'm pretty sure there's <laughs> there are so many different things that that go on in that specific airport. Surely to goodness, there needs to be the old man with the bag of bread that has <laughs> the the following of kids behind him. Please, sir. Well, that's more for ducks. I mean, the if it's it, in a church context, it's the old guy with the Ziploc baggie full of peppermints that you really gotta. Watch There's out for one. Watch out for well, is what you're well, saying. Well, now that Ganong's has shut down their peppermint production, things have really taken a hit. What happened there? Well, it's because Ganong's is like an ancient factory. Like some of their stuff is made on like hundred year old machinery. Not all of it. Like some of it's super high tech, but some of their machines. Like there's one that they used for something. There and they showed us this old machine in like the in the factory. I've been to the fact the Ganong factory a bunch of times for school. It's like one of the go to field trips for middle school. Have we never talked uh, about this? I know. Anyway, they've got this old machine, and they're like, I was like, oh, that's so old. And like, oh, no, we have two of these. One's in the factory right now. In fact, they come to get parts off and every now and then off the, fa- off the one from the, the thing. So I think it's the one that you used to make the Palomine chocolate bars, which I don't know, nobody over like 60 eats, I don't think, or under 60. I would eat them. Um, except for my brother. My, Jonah, Jonah loves them for some reason. <laughs> uh, um, anyway, it's a cool little uh, tour. They talk about the history of chocolate and the history of ganongs, which is like, you know, well, four over. generations. But here's the cool part. Every single room, which is not that many, it's not a huge, huge place, but like probably, you know, 10 or 15 different rooms, there's a silver platter piled over with ganongs chocolates. And you just go after the ones you want. And by the end of it, you're like, oh, no thanks. Like that's how full you are by the end of it. I'm really getting chocolate. a uh, Willy Wonka vibe. Yeah, it's kind of like the discount Willy Wonka. Oh, and there's also a place. The final stop is there's a place where they make like the, the fizzy high lifting end, room? like not what's that? The fizzy lifting room. The fizzy lifting room. No, it's it's this room you go into and it's glass. There's a glass <gasps> compartment. It's with a glass actual, elevator. Uh, women and I think no, there, there's only women. There could be men, but there's only women uh, in this room, and they're making the like. Uh, Ganong like super high fancy brand that are like hand dipped so there's these people doing the hand dips and then it's cool because they hand dip them and it says it takes them like five years to become good at it and they hand dip the chocolates and then they use their their pinky which is still covered in chocolate to like drizzle the whatever signature it is so you know what kind of chocolate it is. So you had a question hands up? Yes I have a question. Mm-hmm. Were those hands gloved or were those hands just nope. hands? Oh my word. But they I mean they wash them it's not like they're like like rubbing their schnoz and then doing it. No, they're just they 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 have to be because they have to be really dexterous because like I said they're doing like like they'll they'll dip it and they they know just exactly how much chocolate to put on it and it's like art and then like I said and with the 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 chocolate running down off their hand off their pinky they then use that little drizzle to like make a little signature on the top that so you know what kind of uh, chocolate it is. Maybe that's why they shut down. Maybe. They didn't shut down. No, sorry. Just the they just broke down the machine that makes peppermints. Oh. Also, chicken bones. Super interesting how they make chicken bones. Also, jelly beans. Super interesting how they make jelly beans. It's like a seven day process. Like what a low grade candy that took that takes so long to make. 
Well, Dirty Jobs did a thing once. Uh, if you remember the TV show, Mike Rowe. Oh, yes. Uh, mm-hmm. Not a sponsor, but great guy from what I can tell. You know? Yeah. Anyway, they did a thing, I think, at a jelly bean place. And that was the special, like the specialty ones that taste and are, you know, like garbage. And, oh, like jelly bellies. Yeah, that kind of stuff. Yeah. We uh, are basically still in our intro. Yeah, I was thinking that, but I mean, it's been good. I think it's been solid. Uh, I, you know what? I think we've had some, we've had some good. It's, we haven't really talked to each other for a while, and you know, there's been some, some things brewing, some happenings. Yeah, big time. Lots of stuff on the horizon. What's new with you? Tell us about you. Well, I was hoping you'd ask, Lucas. Uh, well, you know, it's been. I'm on vacation right now. I've been on vacation for the last couple of days, and so today for me was a lot of. I cleaned the, you know, cleaned the kids' rooms, did a lot of laundry stuff like that. Uh, you already know this, and by the time this episode comes out, it will be public knowledge, and so, so that you know, that's all good. But uh, my my family and I are in the next few months taking a. Um, taken a, a leap and we're moving. We, uh, I, I received a call from a church to go and, and pastor as an associate, and then that will transition into a lead pastor role. And so we've been praying and seeking God's will, and you've been a part of the conversation for a while. Um, but the Lord just really kind of impressed upon us that this was what he wants for us. And so we want to be faithful. Um, and so we're just, you know, we're in, we're in the midst of that right now. We're going to be, uh, Again, at the at the time that this comes out, it'll already have been done. But uh, in the next few days, we're going to be announcing it to the church and mm-hmm. and going from there. So you know, we talked to the kids about it, and it's always different. When we first moved to Oxford, Jaden was one, Harmony was three. You know, for them, it wasn't this. You know, they didn't have this big social network like they do now, and right. uh, and so it's you know it's it's different. Uh, when we told mm-hmm. them, they were they went they had every range of emotion. From they were like super pumped to new things, and then all of a sudden, you know, some of the realities set in of what that means, mm-hmm. and um, and then you know we've just we've kept it positive with them, um, and it will be difficult. It'll be difficult. We we love the people here. We love uh, we love the youth. We love the community. Uh, there's mm-hmm. nothing wrong here, but God has just called us to go somewhere else. So yeah, so we're moving to PEI of all places. Uh, which I'm an I'm an Islander, so it's almost kind of like coming home. Did Did you tell your kids that you're basically just think of PEI as like a big boat, and you're basically going to live in a cruise ship? Actually, what we mentioned full of was, potatoes. What we mentioned was be, like we're going to be uh, in Sherwood, PEI, and uh, which is uh, in Charlottetown, and and which is close to Cavendish. So nice. The the moment a, a like a, a tear maybe started to form, like hey, it's close to Shining Waters. <gasps> Oh, <laughs> and the tears zips back in the, the tears just tear goes duct. back up in the duct. And then if another one comes, oh, but also, you know, um, uh, Ripley's Believe It or Not's there. What? Oh, okay. <laughs> still? So, still. So, you know, every time there's like a, a lull, you just start going through the little strip mall of stores and mentioning those things. <laughs> You've got the tourism PEI app open on your phone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, did I, men- uh, did I mention? Let's see. Wireless crapability. <laughs> uh, let's see. Golf courses. Yeah. Uh, do you guys like that? No, and we'll uh, and and uh, as you know, as things get closer, we'll definitely we'll probably have more conversation about it as it goes. But um, but yeah, so we're we're excited and um, and just we're, I'm really looking forward to kind of the next step. Obviously, the podcast is going to continue; it travels with me wherever I go and um, and wherever you are. So, like when you're in Brazil, you going to bring your laptop and microphone. I'd be pretty tempted to. I'm going to have to wait and see how much space I have. And the big thing will be how much time I have. I don't know how busy it's going to be, but... Man, if we can get... I mean, get- really, I have to bring everything anyway except for my mic, and it's not that big. Mm-hmm. I mean, except for the giant round part that looks like a spaceship. Uh, uh, but um, I, I might be able to sneak it in the it'd old... It'd just be so cool to do a foreign segment of like what, what it's like live now. <laughs> hot. It's <laughs> hot, Brad. I'm so hot. Milk was a poor choice. Oh, dear. Uh, so, no, I think, I yeah, I think it'll be cool. And so a question for you, though, Sherwood... Um, is there a restaurant there called Maid Marion's? There certainly is, and I've eaten there. I've eaten there too. It was really good. Uh, uh, I ate there with a friend of ours, you know, Winston, and a few other guys. And uh, I didn't know why they chose Maid Marion's, but it's because we were in Sherwood Forest. So now I know. The, yep, now you know. Actually, when no, no. we were there last, we saw Winston. Shout out Winston McCachran. What's up, buddy? Um, I looks like I'll be seeing you more. Kind of wish I would have done that shout out a little differently. <laughs> 
little more excited. <laughs> a little more, a little more excited. Anyway, so yeah, that's kind of what's going on. So right now we're just uh, figuring all that kind of stuff out. You know, you got to find a place to live. You got to deal with the current place that you're in, and and mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. and my wife needs to find a job there as well. Yep. And, uh, and, and she's an EA currently. So if you are listening to this podcast and you're on the island and you are looking for an EA in your school, hey, give us a call. Reach out. We'll give you the info you know, at the a good end. one. Yeah, that's right. All right, Lucas. Sassy and classy. What'd you say? Sassy and classy, I said. I cannot endorse that. Lucas, you talked a minute ago about what it's going to be like in Brazil, and you said it's going to be hot. If I if I could use your tonality and 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 the way you said it, hot. I did hot, hot. Well, they told me like, oh yeah, it's, it, you're going there in the winter. It's going to be pretty comfortable, and they they told me it in like Fahrenheit, which means nothing to me. Might as well be in moon language. Uh, well, so I was like, okay. But then, the, but then John, the principal, like he looked it up because he still had his phone from last year. You and see the my current hand. Temperature today was thirty degrees Celsius. You see so, my so hand. Yes. You're ignoring question. my hand. Yes, question. Did you say moon language? Yeah, I did. And what does that sound like? I'm really curious to know. I don't know. I don't understand it because it's basically moon language. Wouldn't it? Who was the first person on the moon? Uh, moon moon men. No. Who was the first person on the moon? <laughs> Come on. Neil Armstrong. And what language did Neil speak? Moon speak. <laughs> he picked it up. English. He picked it up while he was there. Yeah. Well, he spoke American, which is Fahrenheit, no, so I guess that makes sense. No, no, what I, he spoke English, so just by his presence there, <laughs> the moon speak would be English. Fair enough. All right. The reason I was tossing back to that whole Brazil thing is because it sets up your hypothetical really well. It sure does. But you seem to really miss that. So Yes. Um, So you have to choose. Would you rather always be about 10 degrees too warm or 10 degrees too cold forever? So like a little sweaty, a little uncomfortable, or like, ooh, a little cold. Yeah. what what you gonna say? Okay, so and ten might be too many. I'm, maybe five would be more fair because five is more like minor un- discomfort. Ten is a pretty big stretch. Let's say five degrees. Well, no, but you said ten. It's, I did. It, so because that really, you're right. Because let's say you know what is comfortable around here, like twenty one, twenty. You know, between twenty one, twenty five is probably like yep. a, a nice day. That's so then jump that to thirty five, pressing mm-hmm. into forty is you know is hot and. And so my question is this, if, uh, it was, let's say I said, I want to be 10 degrees hot. So does that mean my core temperature goes up 10 degrees only I think for me? That, I think, cause I've been thinking about this. Cause if it's just like, you're too cold or you're too hot, you could just wear a blanket or, or go in a pool, but that's not it. Like you're always that temperature, no matter what you do. So, so it's inescapable. Well, okay. Back to my question then. So is it your core temperature that's, that's going up? So no, but no matter what you do. Yeah. So instead of 98 point, what is Fahrenheit, but what, what, you know, uh, (laughs) (laughs) uh, you'd be 108.6, which I think would kill you, which is my point. You'd be dead. Thank you you for getting there first feel. Well, I think 10 degrees colder would probably also kill you. We're a very delicate ecosystem, but probably just like you would feel that way. You wouldn't actually be that way. It wouldn't hurt your health. It would just uh, affect your comfort levels. Okay. Well, then. Say something hits you on the head and it messed up your internal feelings of regulation temperature, of temperature <sighs> regulation. Man, that's hard because both, both options suck. They're, mm-hmm. both, they're both uncomfortable. You're never having a good night's sleep ever again. Generally speaking, I've always rather to run uh, I've, oh, mm-hmm. I, I think I've always rathered run hot because I can cool down. Mm-hmm. No, you know, I think that I think I'm the opposite. Actually, I'm trying to think. I think I, I think I prefer to run cold because I can always th- toss a sweater on or something like that. Right. And, I'm the same. Right. So, uh, but where sweaters and things don't help, and turning the heat on doesn't do anything, you're now just cold all the time. I don't know, man. I, I got to mm. pick one. So I'm picking. I'd rather go 10 degrees colder forever. I only because I really hate being overheated. Yeah. I really hate overheating. 
I think I'm like you where it, it, where I in in the real world I'd rather just be, things be too cold because you can always sweat her up right? right like you can sweat her up not a problem uh, some like women that you work with are don't think that's a thing because like it's cold crank the heat I'm like put on a sweater uh, don't sweat me out I'm wearing a sweater I can't take off and that's called my fat so <laughs> you know what I mean so but the problem is if it's a forever thing I think I'm gonna go ten degrees too hot uh, because I do not like what. Yeah, I know. I don't. It's a tough one. Like you said, there's no great choice here. That's part of the fun of the hypothetical. But I think being cold, like cold to my bones, like I hate that. Um, which I only, I actually kind of like it because I'm like, ooh, I get to go like warm up, and it feels great to be cozy again. But if I know that's out of my reach forever, I think I'm gonna run hot. Like it just, just figure it out. If you drop ten degrees. You, you ever get hot ache? You're so cold that your extremities yep. become so oh, yeah. warm and they tingle and it hurts. Yeah, I think that's got to be more than a ten degree drop, though, right? Well, in in, in this hypothetical, like the, you're not going to get any physical ailments. Okay, like, you're right. Not gonna, Sorry. Like it's not going to do that. It's just like you're going to feel cold. You're not actually going to be cold. So because you got hit with a a nail gun in the head or something in a tragic accident and it messed up your brain. Good grief, man! Is this I'm Fahrenheit- really building the backstory? Fahrenheit or Celsius? I forget what you uh, said. Celsius is what I what I envisioned. But, but again, 10 Celsius is a lot. So I would like to retcon this to five degrees if at all possible. <sighs> I think that's a little more fair. Fine. Yeah. You, you're going to tell people what retcon means? Uh, you used you go a, back and change something? You used it properly. I, oh, I definitely used it properly. I'm a nerd. I know how to do I know how to retcon. <laughs> I know how to retcon. Uh, I know how to retcon. Jeepers. Uh, but... No, it's basically when you just go back and kind of change something to fit the current uh, storyline better. Sure, sure. Well, I can't I, think of a good retconning example though. What's a good retconning example in sci-fi? Well, perhaps where uh, maybe they maybe they said you know in the backstory that this person did something, and and mm-hmm. and then later as the story progressed, they realized oh that really doesn't fit the character, so they retcon and and right. alter that backstory. No. I can't. I guess think- I was thinking sci-fi, but it's it's actually in every every any TV show can do it. Oh, hundred percent. Um, I'm mm-hmm. I'm choosing too cold. You're choosing too warm. Um, yeah. I like rock and roll, and you like country. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we'll have to ask the listeners what they like, but you've got to make it. If if you could, Lucas, if you're gonna if you could put up a poll for them when yeah, the time I would comes. I'd love to. Uh, we got to make it clear though that uh, you you can't alter this by you know. Um, you can't sweat her up. You can't. Yeah, you can't AC, sweat her up. None of that stuff. None of that you're stuff. You're just going to feel that way. Yeah. You won't be that way. You'll just feel that way. So, Lucas, we have a, an important listener question that's come in, and it's kind of. Um, they're looking for an answer now, which sucks when we record ahead. So by the time right. we give this person an answer, uh, it it is irrelevant. Maybe. Uh, the question is this. I cut my eyebrow off. Hard to tell in the picture. What do I do? This was a legitimate message I received that was followed with a picture with an eyebrow and a circle marking the spot where the eyebrow was, in fact, cut off. I cut my eyebrow this, off. Hard to tell. This is a person you know. This is a person I know who, because I value my life, I will not be... Um, naming names. I will not be no, naming names. No, and I wouldn't ask you to. I mean, this is a safe space, cone of cone of <laughs> sanctity of silence. Um, but did you get any details on it? Like, I'm looking for further information, if possible. Well, initially, when I read this, I thought, "How on earth did you cut an eyebrow off?" I mean, as a man who shaves, I've made some slips with the razor before, but I haven't, like. You know, shouldn't you shouldn't be anywhere near there. You shouldn't be anywhere near there. And even if you are, uh, like you've got to be pretty intentional about taking a whole eyebrow mm-hmm. off. Cause, yep. Because my experience. So sorry, was it all missing? Like the whole eyebrow was missing, or like a chunk was gone? Um, do you want? Give me a percentage. One. Oh, one percent. When I looked at the picture, I couldn't tell. Which again, it said hard to tell in the picture. What do I do? So for the sake of, of us giving some kind of advice that might be beneficial to this person, let's assume that 25% of the eyebrow has been removed around the middle. Like middle? <laughs> yeah. You know, it's funny because at my school, I feel like a couple of years ago, like the whole basketball team did a thing where they cut a little notch out of their eyebrow. 
Um, and it looked super cool. Let me tell you, cool. Your body language like, says otherwise. So cool. Like, just so cool. So cool. Uh, so cool. Um, I know what my, my response was not helpful. <laughs> you said even it out on the other side? I did. I said, yeah. do whatever you just did on the other side. No one's going to know. Uh, straight up, even upon seeing this person face to face, could not tell that anything had happened. Yeah. But this was this was a panic message sent in a moment of terror and and frustration. And um, and so I'd like to know what would you do if you cut an eyebrow off? Somehow accidentally removed one. I think if I cut a chunk out, and like you said, the middle would be tricky. If it was the the side, like 25% of the side, I'd be tempted to even it out on the other side. I really would. Um, if it's in the center, I probably would leave it alone. But I think the wisest course of action would be to... Get felt. Wait. To <laughs> felt. I, Get yourself a black highlighter, uh, black Sharpie. And uh, no, I think the best course of action is to wait. Because I think if you make a panic decision in the moment about how to f- quote unquote fix this as quickly as possible... You're probably going to make things worse. I remember flannel grams. Oh, I remember flannel grams. Uh, for those of you that, that are younger than us, that don't have a sweet clue we're talking about, there used to be this teaching tool, tool that a lot of our Sunday school teachers used that it was like this big magnetic board that had a big piece of flannel on it and then it had cut out care. And flannel is just like a material. And uh, and it had they had cut out characters that were made out of flannel as well, different colors, and you could draw little faces on them with a marker. I think I'm trying to remember, and or they'd be even paper made of paper um, with with uh, magnets on the back. The point is, people could create their own landscapes. You know, you could put mountains up and different characters. Lucas, you look as though you've never actually seen this. No, I've I've seen a very different type. Flannel gram when I grew up doesn't have any magnets. It's just a sheet of flannel and then the little and little characters which are also flannel and they just stick to it. Like there's because flannel just kind of grabs on the flannel. It's almost like a really weak velcro. So they'll just sit there. And usually like you would probably spend all of your uh, you know, C E budget on getting this big set Christian and it education. would include like a Jesus character and like, you know, disciple characters and like Roman centurions and lambs and donkeys. And like, actually it's funny because our ESL teacher last year got a whole set of it from a church that like had stacked it away. Cause now the PowerPoints are a thing they didn't need them anymore. Um, and she brought it and she was teaching the international kids. Like they were, they were doing um, Hamlet in English and they were kind of having a hard time getting their head around it. Cause like English wasn't their first language. So she had renamed all the characters like, you know, uh, you know, Romeo, Juliet, you know, and all Capulets and whatever. Sure. And, uh, she put little name tags on them and she was using the flannel grams to like teach them the story of, of, uh, Romeo and Juliet or Hamlet or whatever it was. Uh, anyway, so that's what it was, but it was kind of neat. The other be whole sets you'd have to break out. Uh, just a heads up. Uh, I did a, something search for flannel grams and got, mm-hmm. did you mean flannel graphs? <laughs> <laughs> so I think, I think they're called flannel graphs. Oh, probably. The point of this is, is I think you just go to your local church basement, find some, uh, you know, matching colored flannel and yep. you just create whatever emotion you're trying to, you know, get your angry eyebrows. Or made. if your uh, if your church has a uh, thriving or defunct puppet ministry, uh, you can steal a couple off of one of those puppies. Wow, puppets! Man, I've got. We need to have a conversation about puppet ministry at some point. I got stories, <laughs> the stories to tell. <laughs> that it's was a whole my, podcast. That was my solution, and you know, I I know people not with alopecia. Which is, you know, uh, can't grow hair. But I, I know, well, I know some people that um, it's not alopecia, but for whatever reason, they actually wind up losing all their hair, eyebrows, all, all that kind of stuff, and so they get, you know, uh, different hair replacement Pieces. stuff. But I've never seen these per- people, in fairness, with f- uh, fake eyebrows. But you got to think that's a thing, right? I'm pretty sure there was a lady 
who I'm sure is long dead now, so it's fine to talk about her. She was old when I was, like, young. Uh, and she drew on her eyebrows every Sunday, I'm pretty sure. Now, I think she might have had a little bit of hair, but, it, like, she wanted to go dark. So she'd draw on her, you know, her angry eyebrows or her church eyebrows or whatever. And she would just slap them on right there every every Sunday. And I assume the rest of the days of the week, too. Oh, sure. Uh, I'm just looking on some uh, websites here. Apparently, you can, in fact, buy fake eyebrows. Wow. Fake eyebrows. $55. Oh, retails for $125 US dollars on sale right now, ladies and gentlemen. If you head on over to headcovers.com slash O Club, uh, you can put in promo code uh, pro- promo code Lucas and get your fake eyebrows. Uh, quick question. Bald what are those eyebrows made out of? Mm, 100% human hair. Great. Excellent. Individually hand-placed on a realistic skin-like base. Just say plucked. Hand-plucked. Hand-plucked. What an episode this has turned into. Oh, there's some reviews. I seriously love these. (laughs) Some reviews. Uh, makes it really, uh, this, some people has, this person is saying they have a condition that makes it really hard to feel confident about themselves, especially when you're trying to pass off penciled eyebrows as real. So finding headcovers.com slash Oak Club and their real brows was truly amazing. I've been using these for two years now. Do you wash them? Uh, I mean, I don't, well, isn't the purpose of eyebrows? Like, I guess they show emotion, but I thought it was also to keep sweat from running into your eyeballs. Wow. So maybe they could even put like an absorbent layer underneath to really wick away moisture. I love these eyebrows. I've been wanting to get them for a while, but the price was an issue. What were they using up until now? (laughs) Flannel. (laughs) Flannel. Premium alpaca. I don't know. Uh, Just, oh, temporary tattoos. Oh, that's smart. I think I've heard of people doing that. You know what? And it's not, we're not really making, I know that people have actual conditions and they need these things. Um, so that's good that they exist. But well, my soul. Here's the thing. Like I am follically challenged. And even if I went full on bald, I just, I can't ever see myself getting a wig. Like I don't, my, my confidence is not tied to that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it depends how often people call you nicknames like baldy or Bald Eagle or those kind of things. I mean, that might get oh. to you after a while, but uh, <laughs> no, but yeah, I, but I mean, eyebrows are different though. Cause I think there's just like, there's like some, some dudes can really pull off bald and make it work. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm not that. Um, I'm also not fully bald yet. I think you got to really lean into it and get like the, the, you know, the head, get that Vin Diesel uh, look shine. Yeah. 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 Uh, or any of those dudes. Um, but I, I can't pull it off just yet. I mean, I think a beard's pretty much essential. But uh, anywho, yeah, there you go. Uh, this company does not send the glue with the eyebrows. <laughs> so, uh, okay, the, the eyebrows are made of human hair. What is the glue made out of? <laughs> Horses. We're just going to pull our sponsorship away from them. So that link will not work for you now. So if you try that link, uh, you'll find yeah. that it does not work. Because they did not yeah. send the glue. Missed opportunity, head covers. Yeah. We're pulling it. We our our integrity is too high. Yeah. Wow. We uh we've really we're we just we've missed talking to each other. I think that's what's really going on I here. I think I didn't I was thinking the other day, I was like, Oh, it's been a while, but it has been. I mean, if we go more than a couple of days, it really uh builds up. Plus we, we got big we got uh, big life events happening. Yeah, there's so does some- Mr. Andrew Beckwith. Hopefully he'll, you know, get on line and talk to us at some point. Yes, our good friend Andrew, who's been on the podcast, we're looking to have him on in a more regular basis with us. We really enjoyed um Lucas I, when we had Kenny on, there was the three of us just yeah. talking and, and the back and forth. We really liked that and we'd like to get Kenny back on as well. Um yep. but our other friend Andrew is a good friend of ours, been friends for quite a while, and we're hoping to have him on with us. Uh so he's I don't want he doesn't make me feel bad about myself for not running uh, Spartan challenges. So I mean there's the benefit there. Oh <sighs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, Kenny, I'm glad people do that. You should do that. You you go. You do that. Well, ladies and gentlemen, it's now time for our Not A Sponsor break, the part of the show where we highlight a product that we feel does it better than anybody else, but they won't support us financially. Nobody does it better. 
Now, I found myself in a season of life where I'm doing a lot of reading, whether it is for work or whether it is course material or different things um, that are going on. I find that I need to be able to set aside quiet time to read. I find that difficult. But what I don't find difficult is to be able to listen to podcasts or videos or, or things like that. And so I've identified that for myself, I find it easier if I can listen to a book or to a paper. Unfortunately, not everything comes in an ebook form. That's where Natural Reader comes in. It's available um, for iOS and Android, and you can get it right now. This is a text to speech app PDFs, ebooks, Word documents, and web pages. It can connect to your cloud storage apps like Dropbox, OneDrive, Google Drive, and through email attachments. This is designed also for those with dyslexia, vision impairment, and other reading difficulties. Uh, you can highlight different text. You can magnify, you know, experience more with Natural Reader. It's for all kinds of readers. Upload e-textbooks or class notes to listen to while you commute to school. Proofread your own writing and flow for spelling errors. Uh, Bookmark pages and listen while multitasking or on the go. This thing supports over 20 languages with with 50 different voices, including five varieties of English. I didn't know that there were that many varieties of English. Now, I have found that this app has really really helped me to be able to digest the information that I need to. It is so much easier for me to be able to listen to papers and sermons and and readings where I would struggle sometimes with being able to read it. And in my opinion, nobody does it better at providing me with a good text-to-speech experience and helping me learn than natural reader text-to-speech not a sponsor. Well, welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Lucas and I, during the break, made an executive decision. Didn't we, Lucas? We did. Yeah, as the executives. Uh, that we're going to hold off on the rest of our episode. We've still got more things, you know, questions Christians can't quote unquote answer and, and more Yahoo answers and, and different things like that uh, because we're already past 45 minutes. And really, I hope that you've just kind of enjoyed uh, living life with us. You just became part of the conversation of Lucas and I just catching up today. And you know, so sometimes that's just a good thing. Um, next week, you can expect that we will have... Um, the, the different questions and uh, and that content. So, Lucas, I do want to end this episode with a board game recommendation. And so uh, you haven't filled in the notes and you procrastinated uh, filling that I forgot in. About, you asked me about it, then I forgot about it, and I haven't made my call yet. So I'm going to wait for you to say yours and I'll think I'll make my call. I only have a couple to choose from, so. Sure. Fire away. I went with Settlers of Catan, the specifically the family edition. I I didn't know anything about Settlers of Catan for quite a while until I was here in Oxford and the youth and I started playing the original Settlers and we enjoyed it so much that we started getting um, different expansions, you know, and there's all kinds of different ways that you can expand this game. But I picked up the family edition that has a lot of it kind of pre-done for you and, and all that. And I brought it home and introduced it to my kids. And my kids love video games and and creating movies and stuff like that. But I wanted something where we just were like laying on the floor or sitting at the table together talking. And um, Settlers of Catan, the family edition, was a great way for there to be some competitiveness and some, you know, this back and forth of, of sharing resources and helping each other and not helping each other and laughing together and and uh, my son specifically has really enjoyed the game. Uh, and so it's just been a great way for me to be able to uh, still feel like I'm playing like a full, you know, adult game, having the full experience like I normally would do. But I get to do that with my family and, uh, and I really enjoy that. So for me, Settlers of Catan, the family edition is an excellent, excellent board game. Uh, Lucas, let's hear what you got. Um, well, a game I threw in there, I actually haven't played it in a while, but I think I've had the most fun playing it, is Catchphrase. Great game. Now, it's not a board game, so I don't know if it's if it's eligible, but it's a super fun one, you know, where you have to get them to say a certain uh, a certain word without using that word, and you're doing it as fast as you can. And I've had, it's funny, my, my brother's, like, in-laws, like his, like, mom and dad-in-law, they play these games with us sometimes. We'll go out to to Bert's Corner and we'll play them, and it's super fun, and we just have a great time doing it. So those are really fun. Uh, if you want to pick an actual kind of board game, like a sit down at a table, 
which I mean, I do that a catchphrase too. But um, I would, I think I might go with Settlers of Catan Cities and Knights Edition. I think that's a really fun one. Hold I play on, that with, hold like, on. Yeah, yeah. Uh, sorry, when I asked for a board game recommendation, you forgot to do it, and then gave us one that wasn't a board game. And then <laughs> when you finally settled on a board game, chose the same one I chose, just augmenting it slightly. I would not say augmenting it slightly. I think I feel like the. Have you played Cities and Knights? Yeah, I, I own it. Oh, well, I'm sure you have. Yeah, you're you're a board game guy. But to me, Catan to Cities and Knights is like checkers to chess. Fair. Like it's like a whole. Yeah, it, it I mean, is. it's the the core. You know, it's got the the squares, obviously, but really, it's a totally different game. Yeah, the core mechanics are there, but it's, it's next level. Yeah. So uh, and then my. Uh, I mean, if you're if anyone out there's looking for like a different game, that's like one game that I I've played a little bit too much because my mother-in-law loves it, and so it's been a little I'm a little done with it. But uh, it, it's a solid game. Uh, is uh, Ticket to Ride? It's a it's Ooh, a super yeah. easy to learn game, and it's but it's still lots of fun, uh, and it's kind of doing your own thing, and it's it's a fun one too. That's a, a great board game recommendation. Thank you, Lucas. Mm-hmm. No problem, Lucas. I got there eventually. Thank you so much for taking the last hour to spend it with me. Just catching up. This was nice. Uh, I enjoyed this. I hope that you did. Thank you, listeners. We really appreciate you taking the time to spend it with us. And uh, and don't forget that you can send in your questions and connect with us. And Lucas is going to tell you all about how to do that. Well, you can follow our podcast at Facebook or Twitter or Instagram at Oxford Holy Club. Uh, feel free to email us anytime at OxfordHolyClub at gmail.com. Uh, don't forget, if you're using social media, throw up the hashtag OHClub. Uh, and if you have a few seconds to uh, give us a five-star rating on iTunes and even better, uh, leaving us a rating um, and a message, we will read that message on the air. I know you hear a lot from different podcasters about rating and reviewing and subscribing and all of that kind of stuff. And it probably gets old and you're probably already like, I know exactly what Brad's going to say. Here's why it matters. And here's why I think it's important for us is the more ratings and specifically five-star ratings that we get, uh, it will put us on like the main page on iTunes, which is exposure for the podcast. We feel like we've got something here. We really enjoy the podcast, the content that we're bringing, you know, the humor and the spiritual aspect of it. And we really want to get the word out there. And the best way to spread it is really to to get it on the main page. And so, you know, if you can, if you can rate, you know, rate and review, that really does make a huge difference. Um, and, and not only that, but tell somebody about the podcast. So far, our growth, majority of our growth has come from just people telling other people about it and, uh, and, and just, you know, sharing the link or sharing the Facebook post, things like that. And so whatever you can do, and Lucas, you already said all this, but I just want to reiterate it a little bit. Uh, just do that and share it to your page. Uh, just say, this is a dumb podcast I listen to. Give it a listen, see what you think of these goofballs. Uh, and if you can, and you don't have to, what I just said is more important than this part, but if you can, you can become a supporter of the podcast with a small monthly donation to help sustain uh, future episodes, maybe future shows, uh, maybe spinoffs or, you know, um, whatever, you know, who knows, six, six seasons in a movie or something like that. No idea. Uh, but you can do that for as low as a dollar a month, $5, $10, or just make a donation. Uh, and you can follow the link that is in the description of the episode to do that. But more importantly, until next time, keep spiritually fit and have fun.